Sew this up with regular, please. And it's my money. Don't worry about it. It's insured. She didn't give me no receipt yet. They, they can't. They can't insure if I don't got no receipt. Would you please give him a receipt? And you, watch the double negatives, huh? Yes, sir. No, with a knife. What do you mean? Hello, and welcome to a brand new Fascinated with Films. <laughs> I don't get it. You'll have to say it again. <laughs> Reese got stabbed? Yeah, that Reese, what's her name, actress, got stabbed. And you go, Witherspoon? And I said, no, with her knife. <laughs> I got it. Had to be broken down. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Flip the script on you there for a second. I like it, I've been it, planning man. that all week. I've been planning it all month. <laughs> yeah. So how you been, man? Oh, good, man. Good. Just a lot of work. Yeah. Took yeah. a... Took a spill the other day, lost a chunk of my hand. Ouch. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. How's that happen? (laughs) Long story short, this guy was in the parking lot, and he's there like every day, takes up two spots. He's got Mm -hmm. a Mustang with a nice paint job. Oh. And our employees and clients couldn't park anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I saw him get into his car, so I was running across the parking lot, and I fucking tipped the curb with my toe. And dude, I I stumbled for like four steps, and I really thought I was going to be able to pull it out. Uh. But I turned 42 the other day, (laughs) and the strength in the leg just fucking wasn't there. And I just put my hands out and just fucking ate pavement. Ouch. And uh, yeah, so. Little uh, gleaming the cube road rash. And and, yeah, and (laughs) then um, Heidi Carpenteri was my next client, and I couldn't do it because I was missing a piece of my hand. Oh, man. Yeah, so. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. She comes back here for uh, her No, I was in Tallahassee. Oh, you were in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, crazy, man. You got to be careful. I know, right? I did like an unbelievable amount of yard work the other day. I went crazy for like three days. I thought you were going to say like heroin days. or something. But no, no, no. <laughs> I, that would have been... <laughs> that's how I did, I did so much yard work. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I missed a piece right over there. Uh, but I was able to watch any movies. Were you able to watch any movies uh, since uh, since the anniversary episode? Did you go um, to the movies at all? Or? I have not. I know John Wick 4 just came out. And you still um, haven't seen it? I haven't, yeah. Yeah, I haven't I seen it. I hear, it. I hear nothing but good things about yeah. it. I hear it's way too long. If I see a picture, I just scroll. I hear it's way too long, Yeah, but uh, at almost four hours. I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's crazy. Three but hours I do. Forty-four uh, minutes. Everyone says they could easily cut an hour out of it. He says, but all the action was just killer. Yeah. So they just took a lot of time, and people are. I haven't heard anyone say it sucks. So uh, I have heard different uh, things about the cocaine bear, though. Oh, Man. dude. The, uh, it was fan fucking tastic. So you did That's right. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank uh, you for reminding me. The yeah. podcast that I get on Patreon, they said it was the worst movie they had seen in years. What? They hated it. Hated Dude, it. Hated it. So I, 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 and I have heard the other things so too. So it's, do me a it's favor, down the middle. Never listen to that person's opinion again. Ever. Uh, no, they like all of the same movies I like. Unfortunately, <laughs> but they there are movies that they that I love that they don't like. Yeah. So dude, you, you'll always find that. But it's so, so fun, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you would have to go in there with a... Uh, if you, I haven't, They haven't reviewed it yet. 
All they said it was the worst movie they had seen in years. That's such uh, bullshit. But they had seen John Wick and they loved John Wick and they've been talking about that. And they talked about, and I'll talk a little bit about the knock at the cabin. They talked about that. And they, they go see most movies in the theater and everything. So yeah. they're in the industry. Yeah, uh, I forgot but we yeah, saw they didn't, that. Uh, they didn't like it. So what did you like about it? it was Oh, it's so fun, dude. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like you, you, you can't not look at this movie as like, yeah, I don't know what they're, com- I don't know what their complaints are. They kind of yeah, just, I, I mean, okay. So it's like, it's way better than, but it's like snakes on a plane. Yeah. It's this outlandish story. That's mm-hmm. it's based on a true story. It's nowhere near true. It's fucking fun, man. Is it the act? Uh, how's the acting in it? How's it's decent. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, Carrie Lane does a oh, pretty, Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie yeah, L something. Uh, yeah, from uh, from Reno nine one one. Carrie Russell. Okay, okay, yeah, there you go. Um, you know she she does a good job. The the kids are kids. You know what I mean? Mm. They're kid actors, but they're good. I mean, it's I'll definitely see it. It comes it's out ridiculous. It comes but out it's meant streaming to be. on like in like July, so yeah. I'll definitely check it out when it comes out. Yeah. It's not like I wouldn't, but uh, it was fun. Dude. I was interested. I, I I thought it was odd that they didn't. Uh, I could see them saying, ah, it was decent and everything, but say it was the worst I movie they've see seen them, in years. I, I can, I'm very interested in hearing the review for it, and I'll let you know what their complaints were. Because there's always going to be haters of everything. I can honestly say that that's content that they're making in order to get a shock value and have someone like not, me go. Not these guys. Nah. No. I've been listening to these guys 300 episodes. Yeah. So I, I know these guys. These guys like a lot of the same shit we love. And some of the stuff's uh, not. One of them hates James Cameron more than anything, and there's no turning him around on that. Yeah. Uh, but he loves tons of flicks I do. They're all do- They're going through all the John Carpenter flips uh, uh, scripts right now. They've both been in the industry for a while. But they also do suffer from that they've both written a ton of screenplays and have fixed screenplays and everything. So if it's a screenplay or a an acting or a tone issue it really does turn these guys off yeah uh well, which which a lot of other people uh, just regular film goers are not going to be interested in yeah if you're expecting a marvelous fantastic yeah. piece of art from yeah. cocaine bear i mean you shouldn't watch they're not cocaine that people bear. either though yeah. they're, they're pot smoker coke snorting people so they would think they would uh you would think they would be interested in it so like i said i'm interested it's fun uh i've been coming in the movies it's going to be taken the only thing that looks even semi-decent for me to see in the movie theater uh that's coming up anytime soon would be uh, Super Mario Brothers. I'd see it yeah. in 3D. 3D in the theater when they're doing that like rainbow uh, rainbow road, road race yeah, at the end. That looks awesome. I bet it would be killer. Yeah. So I would be all about that. Uh, but as usual, I saw a bunch of movies at home. Uh, I saw, I got two on the decent list, one on the very good list, and two on the fantastic list. And uh, let me start fantastic. I'll move our way down. One of the movies, these guys also, what's good thing about listening to not only this pod, but any other movie pod, mm-hmm. including my guys that I listen to on Patreon, is they they talk about the movies they've seen uh, re- recently when they meet and everything. And a lot of them are, I've never even heard of that. I've probably huh. watched... 20 or 30 films that they recommend. The only reason I went and uh, saw Megan, which I've now seen three times wow. on Redbox. You can rent it right now. Hell yeah. The only reason I've seen Megan three times is because they said it was absolutely incredible. And I was like, holy shit, that crap looking movie. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched it and I was like, wow, hmm. that, that one they nailed because uh, I do love that. But one movie I had heard, I had it on DVD. It was in the stack of movies I'm working through. And I've always heard about it being good, but then I just recently, like a week ago, heard that Tarantino was going to drop a double feature at the New Beverly in uh, in L.A. I heard about uh, that, yeah. of uh, 
the house that dripped blood and the abominable Dr. Phoebe. So the abominable Dr. Phoebe's is the one that I reviewed okay. here and it was fantastic. 1971 Vincent Price. He's got like no face. He's wearing like a mask and fa- fake wig over his uh, head. And it's a pretty simple premise. Uh, doctors uh, couldn't save his wife on the operating table. So he's, uh, He's going through and he's killing all these doctors, but by using a different uh, plague uh, from like the Egyptian plagues to kill them. So one of them gets killed with locusts. One of them gets is the firstborn son. One of them uh, gets killed with frogs and everything. And he works his way through it. And every time one of them dies, he like lights this wax sculpture of their head in his like laboratory and it just burns away and everything. And it was so much goddamn fun. I was like, wow, I can tell why people absolutely love this movie. And uh, he couldn't talk because of his burns. So he would have to use this machine that he'd hook himself up to. Uh, to speak through it. It was really, really good. I loved it. Uh, Another one, and this was the one that was recommended on the uh, podcast I listened to, was All That Jazz. Uh, 1979, Roy Schneider. I always thought it was like a musical, and there is definitely music in it, but it's more uh, the story of Bob Fosse, who's one of the more famous uh, choreographers back in the day for famous movies. Uh, He also directed that Star 80, which was phenomenal. But All That Jazz is basically kind of an autobiography of his life. And it's, you're seeing the inner workings of a musical being made behind the scenes. So it's him casting it and everything, but he is severely, Roy Schneider from Jaws, Mm -hmm. is severely uh, addicted to pills and women and alcohol. And it's basically just his destruction of himself through the whole thing. So much so that it's being, he's in between the scenes, you get to see him in a room talking to and uh, Jessica Lang and Jessica Lang's dressed in all white and you soon realize that she's like death. He's huh. talking to death in the whole movie. He's working himself to and all the way through his death. Oh wow. And his actual death in the movie is told through this really good musical number where he's almost like talking about him dying and apologizing for the bad shit he did. And it was, it's a really phenomenal movie. Uh, I don't know why I had just never come across it until now, but yeah, all that Sounds jazz is really, really good. good. Another movie that I had uh, not seen, you and Dave are big fans of it. And my, uh, my wife is a huge fan of it too. And I always knew it was one of those movies. I, uh, just haven't seen because I knew the premise because I know it was based on the movie Dangerous Liaisons mm-hmm. is nineteen is that ninety nine's Cruel Intentions. Oh, okay. I'd never seen it. Yeah, uh, and thought it was very good. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked uh, all I, the, all the actors in it were good. Uh, the the story is fun. Anyways, the kind of uh, were two rich pricks who just want to make uh, conquest as a bet and yeah. kind of ruin other people's lives. And this is the one with Ryan Phillippe. Right? Ryan yeah, Phillippe. This yeah, is literally yeah. the the reason that I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's really good in it. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, like, it, it, I can't. Shake it might be his one character. of the better. Uh, well, I saw him in so much other stuff. Like, I I almost always think of him from Homegrown more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, Homegrown or uh, Breach. I love him in Breach. So that's where my money uh, mind goes. Or even. Uh, what McGruber? I was gonna I say yeah, McGruber. McGruber, homegrown, and uh, yeah, yeah. I and I liked Michelle Geller in this. I don't like her in many things, but she was uh, she was quite good in this. Mm-hmm. And then we went on a like uh, we, we just by happenstance like fell into another movie that happened to be 1999, and we fell on like I think Saturday we went through like four 1999 movies. Oh wow! I'm trying to think what some of the other ones are that we uh, went to right after that. 
I know Urban Legend was one of them, and I realized I don't own it, so I ordered it. So it's coming from eBay. <laughs> have you seen Urban Legend? I think I may have. It's I'm around not... the same time because we we realized that uh, Philippi had done. It was a big year for him because I know what you did last summer it happened right. in '99. '99 was a pretty big year for movies. Mm. I know '89 is the one I always talk about, but maybe uh, it's the uh, the, the, the years ending with nines. Yeah. Because check out '99, uh, Six Sense. Uh, Blair Witch Project were uh, big movies in 99, but we went through a couple other ones. I can't remember what we watched. Uh, I had already seen them, so I didn't put them on the, on the list here. And so now the decent, the two decent ones, one of them is Death Spa. I watch it on Tubi. It, every other, like when they do the recommendations after you watch a movie, yeah. there's like 10 of them on the bottom of the screen. Yeah. I had seen nine of them. And oh, one wow. of them was Death Spa, and it had like a woman with a skull on her face, but like sexy in a spa and everything. I've never seen this. I think I need to see this. It, it was fun, man. Yeah. I liked it. it. It's borderline on very good, but the uh, the actual violence and the gore in it was really awesome. The TNA was great. The the acting was horrible uh-huh. and everything, but it was exactly what you expect it to be, uh, and I thought it was pretty fun. I'm in. Now, the other one on the decent list, and I ended it with this because I know we could talk a little bit uh, more about it, and it's the uh, Knock at the Cabin. I fucking loved it. Uh, it made my decent list. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. for sure. It's the What really hurt it for me is there is plot holes that you can drive trucks through for this movie. There is uh, There's decisions made by actors that just are unbelievable and everything. And what really bothered me is uh, the ending was completely switched from the book, the yeah. novel. And mm-hmm. the ending in the novel... I heard about that. ...is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and well, once you hear the ending of the novel, you're going to hate the movie. Yeah, you'll have <laughs> to... Because they gave us that piece of shit. You'll have to tell me off. Uh, I could part. tell you off because I don't want to yeah. ruin it. Yeah, exactly. But... Uh, the good stuff I'd say about it, one of the best things I've seen Bautista do. Mm-hmm. I love Bautista. Yeah, he, he just, made the movie for he, me. He did make the movie. Yeah. He he continues to kill it every time. All the acting was great. I yeah. liked all the acting, and I liked the premise. I yeah. thought the premise was cool. There was just a couple... I mean, it was just... It kind of trudged along after a while, and then there was like, can't they just leave? That There's eight million moments where they can just walk the fuck out. Like They could easily have gotten out of things. They could have... Uh, knowing that these per- people can't l- literally kill them, uh, there's, there's so many ways that they could get out of there. I, and and that's what I kept realizing when the question though is is, is even if they could get out of there, where are they going to go? I, well, where they where they eventually went to a truck. <laughs> I, I'm just trying not to give anything yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, know, well, because there was certainly a time frame. Yeah. It was just, it was a good premise, but you're looking at it, and, you, and half the movie, you're kind of rolling your eyes at decisions and plot holes through it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I definitely did not love it. Uh, I, I'm debating if I would even own it, but I, I did like the, uh, I did like the acting and some of the stuff leading up to it. But yeah, the ending, man, the, uh, the ending was, was not good compared to uh, this other one, and it really bothers me why they would not put that other ending in it. And I don't know if they. Thought that audiences couldn't handle it because it's a lot more of a boom, a punch yeah. to it than this like we're we gonna end it this way yeah. type of ending. So I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you off, Mike. Yeah, what that yeah. Is. So I, everyone I check think, it out. It's available like on I said, Peacock. I, I think I um, well, I think I second. read it, but I just don't remember it. Uh, it's available on Peacock, so check it out. Uh, everyone that has Peacock, Peacock's turned into be a really good. I'm about to cancel my Netflix for sure. Yeah. I've, I've watched like two things on Netflix in two years. Yeah. And so I paid probably, what, 200 bucks, yeah, 250 bucks to Netflix. watch those two things. And I can tell you right now, those two things weren't worth 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, now, Peacock, uh, Peacock and uh, HBO are the paid ones I watched 
the most. Mm-hmm. And I don't even have to pay for Peacock. My brother-in-law pays for it. Uh, so I will say HBO my, is the way to go. My, my well, so I have HBO. My girl has Netflix, and then honestly, I, one of us has Hulu, but I, I don't remember yeah. who. I also um, have Amazon, which yeah, and Disney, but those two I, I watch. Even I got rid of Disney. I I just don't watch them that much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we just got done watching this show called Outlast on uh, on Netflix. Yeah, it's like a survival show. Oh, interesting. It was really good. Yeah, if you like shows, I think Netflix is good for you. But for movies, it's garbage. Yeah, nothing from the theater comes there. It's not right. like Peacock where they have their own product coming there. Or yeah, like Netflix all Warner is Brothers just Netflix. And Warner Brothers go all to HBO and everything. And Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. And don't get I, me wrong, I love that. You know, I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. Uh, yeah, so I might have to uh, give that. But those were the movies I watched this week. There's other ones I'm excited to watch. I don't know what's coming out on like streaming anytime soon uh, that I haven't seen already. I think all the movies in the theater are just are still like weeks away from coming out on uh, Redbox. Hmm. But check out Megan for sure. Yeah. Hey, Megan's something I'll throw my, uh, my force around to because uh, it just gets better every time I see it. It's just done well. You know, horror is killing it right now. Oh, yeah, it's been. Uh, yeah, with the exception of maybe Knock at the Door, and there were a couple other ones that weren't just like, wow, this was phenomenal, like Smile and Barbarian uh, seem Both to be killing awesome. it. People really like the Scream movie, uh, and I hear un- uh, the one of the guys in the podcast got a to go to a sneak premiere of uh, – the Evil Dead movie, and he said it's phenomenal. Really? Like, it's unbelievably and really scary. Oh, like, wow. really fucking scary. Hell yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to watch it because, the, and he even admitted, he says he was kind of cold on the trailer. The trailer kind of made it look, uh, it doesn't seem like an Evil Dead movie yeah. type of thing. He says, but when you get in there, oh shit, hmm. it's an Evil Dead movie. And it's, and I like the the remake. Did you watch, you ever watch the remake of I, Evil Dead? I want to say I own it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. I, I keep wanting to put it on one Friday night. Maybe I'll, this week uh, has that crazy scene in the bathroom with the piece of glass and the girl with the uh, uh, starts cutting uh, her skin off. <laughs> Is there a chainsaw in the rain? Uh, I don't remember a chainsaw in the rain. Sounds Anything? like a good seventies uh, slow song though. Maybe yeah, chainsaw in the rain. Uh, they. They went to the cabin because one of them was uh, having a drug problem. Yeah, they brought yeah, him there yeah, to yeah. like. Uh, I thought, yeah, I'm pretty to dry sure. out and everything, and then the the evil showed up and it took over, uh, just like the other one. But there was some legit like I am frightened by the scene moments in there. So I'm glad to hear that the new one, which still is like three or four weeks out mm-hmm. uh, before it comes to theater, but I think I definitely will go see that. Yeah, they chain her in the basement, right? They they like lock her in the well the original I don't know I have to rewatch it the the scene that the oh, 2013 one I own yeah, yeah that's the one rewatch yeah. it before you go see the other one or if you do see the you probably don't want to bring your girl to this one if she has serious so problems we've with, kind of narrowed it down and um, possession is what she doesn't oh, then stay yeah, away so from I'm Evil Dead gonna, Rises yeah, we we won't do that one yeah I, I get that a lot of people have real major problems with it yeah uh, my cousin has major problems with it, but he leans into it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this scares the hell out of me but yeah. for some reason I still want to watch right? every fucking one of them because uh, he there's images in the actors that scare the hell out of him but he still has them around alright but to get off horror 
we're going to jump on some comedy here, man. Fuck yeah, we are. And this was an amazing movie. I love this movie. It's it's one of the kind of gems that I think that uh, that for somehow doesn't get enough love that you thought it would get to other like 90s comedies, too. And this was the first movie I ever saw when I moved to Florida from Massachusetts. Oh, really? Uh, was 1990s Quick Change. Great movie. Got a lot of good trivia about this. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bill. <laughs> yeah, hey. it's all coming out now. Yeah, uh, but man, I love this movie. Why don't you give us the quick kind of logline, kind of description of what Quick Change is? Pretty simple. I mean, it's a bank robbery that. And we're going to be spoiler heavy, so don't worry. Yeah, I mean, it's a bank Watch robbery, this movie. and then it's the journey of them trying to make it to the airport to get away, and the cops are on their heels. Everyone's on the hills. It really shows the shitty parts of New York and the people of New York. It's kind of a satire. I I would think that Woody Allen's watching this or or Spike Lee's watching this and they're going, yep, that's that's the bad part of what we do uh, when we always showcase New York in films. You could have given us help. (laughs) But <laughs> you gave us so much, much more. more. Hey, uh, that's what we do. Oh, oh, oh sir, you yeah. forgot your map and our million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is quotable as hell, man. Oh, yeah. I, I love this. So let's get into the cast. And I'll, I'll mention right off, do you know who directed this movie? No. Bill Murray. No shit. Only movie he's ever directed. Wow. Uh, and that's why there was a lot of fucking like pushback and yeah, some shit well, on the trivia. But not that it's any excuse. Well directed, unbelievably well directed. All uh, this movie cut together beautifully. Great script. Uh, this was based on a novel too, which I had no, oh, I, uh, I had no knowledge of that. And the same guy did it. Did a couple other movies you know of, and I'll mention those later. Uh, but let's go through the cast. Bill Murray. 1990 Bill Murray. Bill Murray was top of the world, could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yep. You know, I mean, he almost started off his career that way. With the exception of that one weird dramatic movie he did called Razor's Edge back in the 80s. You're probably not even familiar with it. It was like a very complete dramatic role. It was just one good comedy after another, man. I didn't even list the main four people in this movie's kind of uh, discography because I know all their movies. Only Razor's Edge I know is the song from Scarface. (laughs) Yeah, from uh, from what? Scarface. From Scarface. See, I would thought you were going to go AC. DC. They had oh. a novel. Uh, they had an album called uh, Razor's Edge. Oh yeah, no. And a song. So yeah. Push it to the push it to the limit. No, push know. it to the limit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The Razor's Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see, see. How many fucking things are named Razor's Edge? I know stuff in <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know shit about music. Eighties, uh, eighties music. I know, and some nineties rock and heavy metal. <laughs> I can hold my own with that. Uh, what was your favorite Bill Murray movie? Favorite Probably. Bill Murray movie? I mean, Ghostbusters. You know, I mean, but if you're thinking more of like a solo Bill Murray movie, it'd have to be. I mean, anything Bill Murray's in. I mean, yeah, I, I I love Scrooged. I love the Man Who Knew Too Little. Um, that's one of my. You're favorite. the guy, man. I am. I fucking. He likes Cocaine it. Bear. I'm not sure whose side I'm going with now. <laughs> Watch it. I, no, I have a feeling that I will love. You're going to come because, back and thank me because I like stupid shit. Yeah. So. Uh, and you know that it's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Gina Davis. Yeah. Gina Davis also top of her game. I love Gina Davis in this movie. I really love Gina Davis in this movie. My two favorite Gina Davis roles. Well, if I had to pick three Gina Davis roles, I absolutely love the fly would be top of the list. Oh yeah. That was great. Quick change would be right underneath it. 
and the League of Their Own would be right underneath that. Yeah. I just love it. And I loved her in Beetlejuice and everything. But Gina Davis was always, it was kind of our generation, Sally Field, where the 70s kids were more uh, into Sally Field because she was like the every girl and everything. Yeah. But I absolutely loved her in this as the like foul mouth, I'm not going to take shit from anyone. I love her screaming at the goddamn airport. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of my favorite deliveries where she loses it or uh, we'll give you $100 for a cab ride and a blowjob. Job. Yeah. Whoa, just, whoa, whoa. Man. Let's let's take it easy now. She's so funny in this movie. Yeah. I love it. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid just kills it in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Before uh, losing it to mental illness. Whatever, or, yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I told you, did I was telling you, or was I telling Dave about his brother, the interview that uh, uh, Dennis me. Quaid? Uh, someone with De- uh, did an interview with Dennis Quaid, and they were asking about your brother. So what's up with your brother? Yeah. Uh, what What's up with Randy and everything? And is all is all I'll say is I miss my brother. Yeah, and then he left it at that, and he left the interview. Damn, like, oh, that's sad, man. You could tell that it's yeah, it's something going on there. I mean, he's like living in like the edge of Canada, just tweeting out craziness and everything. And I think he's been doing that for years. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's been arrested. Oh yeah, he's he's been arrested several times. At some point, he was wanted. With no, him and his I mean wife. like they were they were holding him. Like yeah. incarcerated. I think there were several though. I think there were like three or four different incidents. Mm. And the last time I had heard, they were searching for him and his wife. Yeah. So I think they were doing like some grifts or something like that. Maybe. Uh, I mean, not that we ever watched Randy Quaid and thought he was a stable individual. He always played a yeah, wild man absolutely. in every movie. I mean, his role in uh, his role in Caddyshack Two is what made me love Caddyshack Two. You know, as the lawyer in yeah. Caddyshack 2, he that was, was next level. Or even Eddie, you know, I mean, everyone knows him and jokes about him, but forgets kind of the uh, the craziness that, that yeah, comes with this I, business. Seems like he's free. So this that's business good. is crazy, man. It makes people crazy. You know, and I, I, we'll be echoing that later when we're talking about Bill Murray. You know, when it comes to Bill Murray, I mean, I will take just a kind of a weird asshole than just these maniacs or creepy or pedophiles or any of these i was reading today not to go down too far down a uh, a dark road <laughs> but apparently like 38 years ago today lucas came out and i love oh, i wow. loved lucas yeah. and uh lucas has kind of been tarnished because it's come out that charlie sheen raped Corey haim on is, the set and like and is he, that factual or is that a rumor uh well, several people have claimed that it happens, and Charlie Sheen says that he did have sex with Corey Haim, but it was consensual. Uh, but the problem was, is when was most like people... He was 13. Yeah. He was 13 Jesus in that Christ. movie. And it was described in detail, like on the lunch break, between the uh, trailers type of thing. And Corey Haim didn't have a problem with it. He said uh, Corey Haim actually was, was pretty thrilled with it. And Charlie Sheen kind of threw him... Uh, to the wolves afterwards and just it was like a thing he did and didn't want to be connected with it for obvious weird. reasons. So it's just weird. It's one of those weird situations that we went like 20 years without hearing it and then that comes out. Uh, well, I know Corey Feldman's been screaming about it for yeah. 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I tend to believe a lot of these people. They're not going to go out there and spread lies and, and face libelness and all that type of stuff. And yeah. they're going to take your money away from you. So, you know, Randy Quaid, ladies Randy Quaid, <laughs> he's got his own problem. So yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah. I tacked that on with him and not Jason Robards. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Love Jason Robards. I've loved Jason Robards ever since. Max He's Dugan the returns. Detective? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Max Dugan returns was one of my. It's on my top hundred favorite movies of all time. If you, I cannot believe Tubi doesn't have Max Dugan returns, man, huh. because it's right up their alley. It's uh, you've heard about it before. I've heard about it. But I've, I've never told seen you about it, it before. Yeah. Where he's like an estranged father that comes, uh, steals a bunch of money in Vegas and shows up at his uh, daughter's house that he hadn't seen in like thirty years, and his grandson played by Matthew Broderick when he was like fourteen. Huh. And uh, he just. Uh, spends all money on them and every day they come home and the house is better and they got more uh, prizes and yeah. fucking gifts in there and everything and he's being hunted down by Donald Sutherland. It's a fun 80s kind of Neil Simon romp and I love it. Hmm. Uh, I even loved him in like uh, Magnolia as that kind of uh, dying kind of guy. Uh, who was dying I only with, saw that once. With Philip Seymour Hoffman was taking care of him as his nurse. He was great in that but he's been around forever and he was great in this movie, man. He oh, just, yeah. He just got the comedy yeah. with it. Everyone got the the comedy in it now tony shalhoub this is like the first thing he's ever done i was gonna say it's the first thing i ever saw and it's man. weird that he went from a cab driver in this to do wings as yeah. uh, anthony scapacci that's right uh, as the cab driver on wings yeah. i've loved him and everything and he's had quite the career yeah, he's great in monk great in monk did a lot of the coen brothers stuff that did, i really uh, loved 13 ghosts 13 ghosts was yeah. good in i liked him in that uh, but he was so funny in this as just the cab driver couldn't speak bluff any to English. Me. Yeah. It's a bluff to me. <laughs> you don't honk, know red honk. from shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just Kennedy, Kennedy Airport. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bluff Tony. Yeah. Bluff Tony. Yeah. He was trying to get tell them that he went on a bus. Oh God. <laughs> Speaking of the bus, the bus driver, and I did write his I love him. I did uh, write and I did write Stan uh no, I skipped over. Let me go back to Stanley Tucci first. Oh yeah, one of the first things Stanley Tucci had done. Definitely that I had seen one of the first in. things. And he's so funny. Also, one of my favorite. This ain't my dick in your bag. Well, yeah. That's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Future Paul, put that as the end line. That's yeah, so funny. There you go. Uh, but uh, Stanley Tucci. So he had done Pritzi's Honor. Who's that girl? Monkey Shines. He was a prick in Monkey I still Shines. Haven't man, never seen that's that on one. Tubi. That's on oh, Tubi. Yeah, maybe we should do that one of the next times. Actually, that Dave would be pissed if I don't. He might be pissed if he finds out we did Quick. Oh, he's going to be honest be with pissed, you. Yeah. So I think he might even be more pissed when he finds out if we had done Monkey Shines because oh. Monkey Shines is one of his rare fucking uh, fucking gems that for yeah. some reason he loves. Uh, Stanley Tucci was in Beethoven, which I think I revealed on the last pod. I had just seen for the first time. Was he the bad guy? He must have been. He must have been one of the guys. Did he work for like the or like, evil yeah, vet? A henchman or something? I, I haven't seen Beethoven. I saw it in the theater. I, I just watched it four weeks ago, and I told Dave last episode, you probably haven't heard it yet, that it was going to be on my wildcard episode, but I decided to put more recent movies on there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever mentioned the fact that I had just seen Beethoven the first time. Made oh, my okay. decent list, but it, it's a kid's movie and yeah, everything. I love yeah. Charles Grodin, and uh, anytime yeah. he can just wander around and, that's and, what it and is. pour the saliva out of his shoe and go, oh, Beethoven, yeah. the shoes. <laughs> uh, I'm all for it. And it was probably the one of the biggest villains in history must be that vet, dude. Oh, my God. See, I don't even remember it. Rewatch it. That yeah. vet is like a horrible human being. Really? And it was played by like, uh, I think like an 80s heartthrob uh, huh. that played him too. I, when I watched it, I remember it. But uh, And Stanley Tucci was also in Kiss of Death, which I uh, tried to introduce a lot of people to. That might be on Tubi also. I think I told you about that. That's the one with Nicolas Cage wears the wife beater through the whole thing and he has asthma and he can't have metal in his mouth. Yeah. And uh, David Carradine is the cop who's uh, hunting him down and so and he's got to go into that crew. Michael Rappaport's in it. Samuel Jackson's in it. It's Hmm. great random kind of early 90s crime drama. Check it out if you haven't seen it. But the bus driver, 
The bus driver is played by Philip Bosco, and we've seen him for years yeah. in movies, man. So just a slew of the ones he's been in. Training. Do you have correct change? <laughs> in most of these movies, you know the movies, but you probably might not even know where he is in it because he's just he kind of just flows in there as like the bus driver or the guy who is like the asshole at the tax office or something yeah. like that. So he's in Trading Places. Could not tell you who he is in Trading Places. You know that movie probably better than anybody, and I'm not sure who he is in it. He might work at the police station is only my only guess. Maybe. Yeah. It could be someplace else with the jail. I don't know. I'd have to look up pictures of him. So, uh, Trading Places, The Pope of Greenwich Village, which I really like. The Money Pit. I loved him in The Money Pit. He played one of the contractors. Oh, yeah. like screwing him over. Uh, Suspect is another one that not a lot of people know about with Dennis Quaid and Cher. Really, really good. Kind of legal thriller. Uh, Three Men and a Baby. Haven't seen that in fucking years, Yeah, me neither. I don't remember a thing about it. I remember it's Three Men and a Baby. I think that's one of those movies that I confused with the second one. Let's see. Who was in that? It was The Goot. The Goot. Tom Selleck. And Ted Danson. And Ted Danson. Dancing. I only remember the scene of Ted Danson dressing up as the preacher at the end with all full makeup on. You could barely, he had a bald head. But huh. I think that was the three men and a little lady. That's the one where they go to England. So it might, yeah. it might be that one. I confuse him. Huh. I might have to watch those movies. I think I could watch the first one. I'm not sure I could make it through the second one. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I could make it through the first one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, when they start singing to the kid in the bassinet, I might be out on that. Yeah. Uh, but he was also in the Dream Team, one that me and you both enjoy. I fucking love and that. FX2, another one that oh, I absolutely love. Man, if both FX on Tubi, I think they are. Maybe me and you, our next one might have to be FX that'd and FX2 be, yeah. for both of us. We could do that. Uh, that. That's a fun one, man. And that's a one where both those, that, it's almost arguably which one is better. I think the better film is FX, but I think the more fun film is definitely FX2. FX2. Yeah. It's got the clown. The clown, uh, dude. And that dude, opening dude. scene where they're, where it makes it look like he's in the shower yeah. to capture that guy. Oh, that's, that's a great movie, man. We'll definitely have to talk about that. Tubi, if it's not there, get it. <laughs> Kurtwood Smith, man, as Lambino or Russ Crane, however one you want to look yeah. at him. He's alter ego in this movie. Love Kurtwood Smith. I, he is always, up until that 70s show, he just played it a prick. Oh, and yeah. And he still played a prick, but a likable prick. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then it's like, also one of my favorite villains of all time is Clarence Bodiger. Oh, Robocop. yeah, dude. Robocop's probably my, on my, it's in my top 10. Can my, you fly, Bobby? Oh, God, I love that movie, man. Uh, Robocop's probably my, it's on my top 10. Let me look real quick where it is on my top 10. Uh, I bet you it's number four. It's gotta be. If not, it should be higher. Wow, it's number four. Ah, That's so see? crazy. That's so crazy <laughs> that it's number four. I love that fucking movie. I have a great uh, 4K Blu-ray that I'll never get rid of. Yeah. Uh, I also love that he was in Boxing Helena. You know, Boxing Helena was that movie that I told you about. Uh, yeah, I, I've that no never one's seen. And uh, I just heard, remember the VHS cover. I've heard so many people think it's about some guy that cuts off people the girl's legs and put her in a box and yeah. i was like no there's no box yeah there's no box but the rest Bo- box is the kind of what she looks Shape. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> after he does that uh with the great uh, julian sands uh, nothing. nothing have we heard nothing no i'll, I'll look and see that's if crazy the last well I he's heard... definitely gone oh i mean he's N- now it's a uh, it's a recovery it's a recovery yeah. now for sure because there's no way uh phil hartman man as Hal as Hal Edison in Quick Change, I forgot Phil Hartman was in it until I re- did a rewatch. He was the one where they they went back to Gina Davis's uh, apartment. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and caught them lifting the TV and think they're, they're uh, robbing, robbing the place. Him. Yeah. Uh, I just looked up the other day when I was when I happened to be doing this. I looked up and Phil Hartman. You know what age he died at? 
No. 49. Oh, man. That's like next year for me. Oh, God. I, I'm the age Phil Hartman was when he died. Dave's older. Yeah. Than Phil. Dave just turned 50, so Dave is older than wow. Phil Hartman was when he when Phil Hartman died. That's didn't, crazy. We, didn't you always think Phil Hartman was like 65 when he died, and he, he had like... Oh, I thought he was super young when uh, he died. No, I didn't think he was that young, because I had seen him on news radio. On news radio, he had already been fairly... Uh, <laughs> shit, he was in his late 40s, so he, he always seems older than he is, I yeah. think is what it was. Uh, Jamie Sheridan played the mugger in this movie, and I love Jamie Sheridan. People may know him from uh, Jumping Jack Flask, Whispers in the Dark, Syriana, Spotlight. But what I always remember Jamie Sheridan from, other than this movie, is The Stand. He played Randall Flagg. I've never Flag. seen that. He played the most evil character, which is weird. You can imagine the mugger in this movie. Uh, him playing the most evil kind of character in the world. It was an interesting choice, but he did have that kind of likable quality. Hmm. And the only other person on the cast that I mentioned is Bob Elliott, who played the main old bank guard, just because yeah. that's Chris Elliott's yeah. dad oh, in real no life. Oh, shit. I didn't know and that. They did that whole series. Do you remember the series in the early 90s, or it might have even been the late 80s, called Get a Life, where he was a paper boy that lived at home with his parents? And at the very beginning of the movie, or the TV show, it's just him riding his bike towards camera, and they're playing that R.E.M. song. Uh, or no, it's the Proclaimers song. Uh, I don't think I, I remember, remember that. that. I wish it I did, It was fun, though. man. I think it only lasted like two seasons but his real dad played his dad in there and he was super funny oh that's cool and the only other fu- really funny thing I remember him from is this movie he had a great couple lines well he was also in uh, Cabin Boy so oh interesting uh, Chris Elliott put yeah. him in that also so there is no update since February 23rd wow. and at that point they said that they are just looking for remains in order yeah, to bring yeah, closure yeah, to gone. the family that's fucking sad yeah that's sad Cabin Boy, though. Now, that's funny. Yeah. We need to... Uh, re- that might be another one we could do. Actually, my cousin might kill me if we do that one, because that's my cousin's fucking movie, These man. pipes <laughs> are clean. What's weirder than a <laughs> giant, fat-ass floating cupcake? One, one that spits, spits tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his filthy hands... He's got his grubby hands on the filthy whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. All right, so as far as crew, like I said, Bill Murray, the director... Now, Howard Franklin is the writer for this, and he had done three other things with Bill Murray. So Howard Franklin, as the writer, was known for The Name of the Rose, which I love. That's that Sean Connery, Christian Slater movie. The Man Who Knew Too Little. So he wrote that. Oh, dope. Uh, He also uh, wrote Antitrust. You know that Ryan Phillippe, like 90s kind of hackers type movie or something? Huh, I don't. It involved like, Hacking computers or something in the early 90s. And then he also did that Big Year. Do you remember Big Year with Steve Martin? Uh, damn, who else was in it? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. It I'm wasn't good. It was, it was the Steve only hackers Ma- movie I know is Hackers. No, no. Nah, yeah. There wasn't the other one with... Uh, they were very popular at that time. The What's that other one with Sandra Bullock? Hmm. Where she... Uh, they took all her information through computers and everything. It made it look like she didn't exist. and She had to find it. Oh, and, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a good one with her. It was right around the same time Speed happened. Huh. Can't remember it, though. Uh, the, now, the choreographer of this killed it, man. The kill, the, he just killed it. This is a name that we should all know. So Michael Chapman, and maybe out there if you're a real uh, cinephile out there, you might know who Michael Chapman is. But if you're not, he is famous for I, one of his first movies is The White Dawn. I put that on there because I had recently talked about it uh, a few months ago. That's that Lou Gossett Jr. one where him and Warren Oates and Timothy Bottoms are in the wilderness surviving with the Inuit. And uh, oh, okay. they, they keep fucking the Inuit life up until the Inuits just want them to, <laughs> to kill him. Yeah. It's a great movie. I just lent it to my mom. Uh, so he had shot The White Dawn. Then from there, he went and did Taxi Driver. 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 79 version, probably one of the best remakes ever made for a horror movie. That's that Donald Sutherland Invasion of the uh, Body Snatchers. Really good. Yeah. Uh, he did Hardcore, that great movie with, uh, what's his name from Patton? Can't think of it. Oh, damn, the guy from Patton, man. And from Taps. Can't think of his name. That just makes That's me sad. think of Will Patton. That's sad. Uh, Raging <laughs> Bull. He filmed Raging Bull, The Man with Two Brains, The Lost Boys, Shoot to Kill, Scrooge, Ghostbusters 2. So Scrooge and Ghostbusters 2 is probably where why Bill Murray picked Michael Chapman to film uh, this yeah. movie. Because he had worked with the bar, obviously, uh, in those two films. He had also done uh, Kindergarten Cop, Doc Hollywood, Whispers in the Dark, The Fugitive. Man, that's where he killed it. If, uh, bless you. you. Uh, if he had... If he hadn't, I don't know who won the Oscar for Best Cinematography the year Fugitive came out, but man, it should have been the guy from The Fugitive because that was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Rising Sun, Primal Fear, Space Jam, and then right when he did Space Jam is when things noticeably took a dip. <laughs> I stopped listening to him from there. Uh, now, the composer, also somebody that we know big time, uh, Randy Edelman. He is famous for doing Feds, Twins, Troop Beverly Hills, Ghostbusters 2. Once again, that's the connect with Bill. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, Drop Dead Gorgeous, My Cousin Vinny, Beethoven, The Last of the Mohicans, The Distinguished Gentleman, Dragon, The Bruce Lee Story, uh, Gettysburg, Greedy, The Mask, Billy Madison, Anaconda, Gone Fishing, Surviving Christmas. Uh, Two of my favorites on there, Gone Fishing and Feds. Surviving Christmas and Feds are definitely on mine. We need to see if Feds is on Tubi. Yeah, we also need to. I don't think it is. That's a hard one. That's such I a have. Good movie, I found dude. that on uh, DVD, and I think I celebrated that day because it's such a hard one. <laughs> really? To find. Yeah. Uh, you don't randomly come across it, but check. I, I mean, I can check that one. Uh, let me check that one app. That's <laughs> the that. I haven't pimped this in a while either. People, download the Just Watch app. It will tell you what everything is streaming, and you type in like Feds. And it will tell you what's streaming, and it is not streaming anywhere. But you can rent it on Apple uh, TV for two ninety nine, but it's not streaming anywhere. I have that argument with Dave. Dave's, Dave, Dave's like everything's available. I said if you want to pay for it, yeah. it's, a, it's available. But everything is not available free to stream. Well, and no offense to Tubi, I will say though that Quick Change is available on YouTube. Um, is it a full version? Free, of it? yeah, for free wow. with ads. Huh. Yep. I got used to Sorry, Tubi. Tubi, you're just uh, not paying us. <laughs> Tubi's really good, though, man. Uh, and to give a shout out ahead of a movie me and Dave are going to do next week, if you want to watch really far ahead, is a uh, is Miami Blues. And uh, man, I'm having so much fun watching that movie. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have. And you got to watch it. Then watch it before the episode, yeah. just like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, it's with Alec Baldwin and Fred Ward. Is and that the Jennifer one where Jason he Lee. kills the Hari Krishna? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember you telling me oh, about that. It's like, a great movie, I, dude. Yeah, that it, sounds it like has a really a good movie. Crazy ending. The yeah. last 15 minutes are just wild. I'd love to tell you about it now, but you're going to have to wait. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that was Randy Edelman. So, the details for this film, the release date, like I said, is the first movie I ever saw. Uh, so, this kind of dates it for me. It was uh, release date July 13th, 1990. So I was in Port Charlotte on July 13th, 1990. Probably moved down to a week before that. And that was the first movie we watched. I kept the ticket stub for a long time. Filming locations all over New York, specifically Brooklyn. Uh, The budget, $17 million. The worldwide gross, 15.2. So it lost, lost a little money there, but... 
that's the good thing about Bill Murray. I mean, if it that's was any other director, they probably wouldn't have worked again for a while, or he would have had to take a step back. But Bill, to me and Bill Murray, I mean, he was already. It just honestly always seemed to me like that movie was a success. Yeah. Like I don't think that I've talked. I think to... it found its audience a lot on DVD yeah. and VHS. I think uh, yeah, it's still VHS in 1990. So when was um... like Tremors? Tremors wasn't huge in the theater, but it was one of the biggest VHS rentals. Kevin Bacon said he's down to do another. Oh yeah, Tremors. Yeah, I'm down for you to um, do another one. What about uh, what about Bob? What what year did that come out? What about Bob was sh- shortly after this. I would say ninety two. Let you look up and see. Yeah, how. I want. I would like to know which one is more successful. Well, that you could definitely check on IMDb, or you could look up the budget and the year for it. While I tell you some of the trivia on here. Uh, so, like I had said earlier, it's the only film directed by Bill Murray. He must not have enjoyed the experience, or maybe he was just. Wanted to be one of the cogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> we both can understand that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the same watch that was given to Grimm, remember the uh, watch that he bought off the guy? Yeah. It's got a moon on it. Yeah. Uh, it's the watch he's wearing in Scrooged. No shit. How crazy is that? That's huh? really yeah, fucking cool. It's the same cool. exact watch. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, check for that next time you watch Scrooge. Um, so it says that... Um, what about Bob made 637 Wow. Um, but it doesn't have a production cost. doesn't have a production cost. What about the... It was uh, free. What about... It was free. <laughs> Let me look on here. What about there? So what was the year? The year was 91, so I was close off by a year. And uh, so it came out right after Quick Change. And on IMDb, they're saying that the budget was $39 million and it made 63 So it... Almost okay. doubled its money, so yeah. that's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. So you had a winner and a loser within that one-year period. So some know. more interesting trivia. Ron Howard was actually offered the job uh, to direct, but turned it down because he felt that none of the characters, that there were no character to root for in the whole movie. <laughs> I suppose I could get that unless you were all right with them robbing the bank. Yeah. And then we could just root for those three guys, which is how I felt. Yeah. I wanted Bill Murray to get rid of the uh Get away. Get away with the money. Yeah. I could see Ron Howard that way. If you look at all Ron Howard's movies, he's always got redeemable characters. Yeah. You, you know, looking at like uh, Backdraft, Apollo 13. Yep. I mean, all of them. I'm, then again, eventually went on to do Solo and all the Solos were a bunch of thieves. <laughs> um, Did you ever see that? Went on to see that? Do you ever see Solo, the mo- movie? The only Solo really I've seen is with Mario. <laughs> you need to see the other one, man. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the, the, the Han Solo? The Han Solo. Oh, yeah. It's no, good, man. It's no, good. I, I'll stick with Mario Van Peebles. No, it was good. <laughs> it was fun. No, I heard it was really Woody Harrelson fun. was kick ass in that movie. Oh, yeah? Man. Yeah. Um, okay, so quick question because... I can't. Quick question for quick change. Quick question for quick change. Um, I can't uh, place. So they're trying to get to the airport. They have the money in the trunk. They ask the guy for directions. He ends up robbing them. And and the quote, you know, sir, you forgot your map Mm -hmm. and our million dollars. Um, When do they get the money back? Because I know they have it at the end. I when know did they, they get it back? What do you mean get it back? Well, because the guy drove off with the car. Uh, well, it's it was strapped to them. Okay. Through the whole movie, it's strapped to them. 
Right, but why? from the time they left the bank until the scene in the airport, and, which is I think my where, favorite where scene they in pull, the whole you, movie. You guys, you freaks can keep this. You city. can keep this city. <laughs> so all the way up until it's strapped to him. That's why when his hands are above his head, and, yeah. the, and the guy, uh, the guy robbing him, Jamie Sheridan says ten dollars. Yeah. You have ten dollars. You can see the money hanging out underneath his shirt. Uh-huh. So he's already got it taken. So there's no money in the there's car. There's nothing in the car. So he, there wasn't anything. That was just their ride to the airport. Okay. That's the only reason they're right. upset about that. Because I just know he says, and our million dollars. And I'm like, so wait, did he take the money? No, like, no. He said, you forgot your map because the map flew off the back of the car. He says, uh, and your million dollars, okay. which is still strange right. to us. See? It's good stuff. Uh, all right. So this is, man, there's a lot of good trivia here. Interesting stuff. Some some of these movies, the trivia is like, uh Craft Services was not up to speed. <laughs> but this one is, a local gang offered to pay, uh, to be paid security, but Bill Murray turned them down. The next day, all the camera equipment went missing. <laughs> <laughs> they had to shut down. They had to shut down production because all the camera equipment mysteriously went missing I mean, the next day. come on, bro. What do you think happens when somebody comes in and offers you protection? <laughs> <laughs> you should have taken that yeah, protection. Yeah, you should have taken that protection, Bill. ask if you're a god, you say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the film was the third and last adaption of a James uh, from a J. Cronley novel and he his previous adaptions. So he then he did the novel Quick Change. He also did a novel Funny Farm and oh, and Let It Ride with uh, really the Richard uh, Dreyfus the Richard Dreyfus movie. Interesting. Love both those movies. So all three of them great. So apparently I'm a Jay Cronley novel fan. Wow. Uh, now I really want to watch uh, Funny Farm. Yeah, I love Funny Farm. That's one of the ones I always it's put so out. Good. I quote all the time. Yellow girl. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him run. Yeah. Cue the deer. Yeah. Cue the deer is yeah. uh, one of my favorites. Not, not people have taste for sheep balls. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or one of my other favorites is uh, I wouldn't drive over that thing on my skateboard. <laughs> the bridge. Why don't you guess they... you pay the red butt? I oh. could sit here for 10 minutes. Just yeah, I love farm, when man. they charge him for digging up the, yeah. the body in the garden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so have the uh Mrs. try Molman's, to charge me now yeah, yeah. <laughs> mrs molman also had a mule around here somewhere uh, but i digress yes <laughs> so uh like i said the film was also the third collaboration with bill murray and howard franklin so the other two films were uh the man who knew too little which howard franklin also directed such a fun movie. and uh larger than life which uh, the elephant movie? The elephant movie uh, was their I saw other that collaboration. Once. Yeah, yeah. I own the uh, Man Who Knew Too Little. It's in that stack. So I, don't, I haven't watched it yet. It's fun. Larger than life. I don't think I own. Yeah, I don't think I own that. One. I remember seeing it. So now we come down to the Gina Davis Bill Murray controversy. <laughs> dun dun dun. Probably should have started, not ended with it, but whatever. We still got the movie to go through. So <laughs> there's some fun stuff coming up. Uh, and this just goes a long way with the uh, the Lucy Liu thing. No, no one kind of denies. Uh, the, it's so weird that he g- gave Lucy Liu shit on, mm. on the uh, the Charlie's Angels set because yeah. I, I'm not even sure they, they had done so little scenes together. It's not like you're like he even had a big role in it, Bill. I think his voice was in it more than anything. Yeah, because he just played the Bosley character. Yeah, you're in like three scenes. Yeah, but so apparently on this it it, it started right off at the uh, uh, the audition. So apparently Howard Franklin, and I had read up on like two or three different articles about mm. this, just so I could be somewhat accurate here. Uh, 
and a lot of it came out with Gina Davis just recently did a tell-all. Now, nothing scares Hollywood more than a actor tell-all oh, if you've God. done something uh, like crazy yeah. in your life or, or wronged somebody because it's all going to come out. And, and we're learning recently that a lot of the people that we really enjoyed, you just have to enjoy the art and, and not necessarily enjoy the artist yeah. that's behind it. Because yeah. uh, it's not like people are going to avoid quick change because it's not fair to anyone else involved for it too. But... Uh, and his stuff was, his stuff was mildly dickish. It's it's nothing. It's not going to be anything that's insane. One of the, the thing when he was at the audition. So apparently, him and Howard Franklin invited her up to a hotel room to mm-hmm. do the audition. Mm-hmm. And when they she came in there, uh, Bill Murray had a handheld massage device uh, that had a, like two handles, and you were supposed to lay lay on it or something like that, and mm. it was supposed to do something. And uh, he's like, "You never tried one of these? Here, lay on a bed for a second and try one of these." And she's like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that." And they harassed her apparently for for a while until she said, "Stop fucking asking me. I'm not gonna do it." And it apparently, got so bad that she finally did it, and she did it for like a second, yeah. and then he didn't mention anything else about it. And then she and realized didn't ask if she enjoyed it or, or what he, she thought about her like that. And she realized right then he just wanted to see control. He just wanted to see if he could put her in an uncomfortable situation if she would do it. Yeah. As a director, which is a kind of a creepy director trick yeah. to do to somebody. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she's an actor. She'll fucking she can do your shit. Yeah. The other thing apparently, and it it, it sounded like a thing that really gave her uh, PTSD was apparently she was she was in makeup maybe she was late for a scene or something like that didn't realize she was supposed to be on yeah, set yeah I, I remember hearing she was late for a scene but and it wasn't her he fault he came like in in full clown makeup and screaming at her in front of all the hair and makeup what are you doing you're yeah. fucking this up go get out of the seat now and, and stood behind her and screamed the entire way to the set God, and yeah. And said, there, there's your mark. Stand there and don't do anything. Jesus. And then he gets right over there and he starts filming and everything. I, I don't know, maybe they've been trying to track her down or what he's been going through. So it's those type of kind of dickish moves that yeah. not necessarily makes him a horrible person, but come on. I mean, he just, maybe he should. Uh, those are types of ones that you should come out in front of. You know, when, when those are revealed, be like, yeah, I was kind of in a bad spot back then. Yeah. And I kind of regret that. That was 30 stuff. years but ago. If it's not involved you touching somebody or fucking being like, sexually creepy on the set don't yeah. you, you should just come out ahead of it no so <laughs> that breaks us into the movie <laughs> one of the best bank robberies i've ever seen it's great to, to the point where how the fuck hasn't people tried this and everything right? well, yeah. we're gonna be spoiler heavy on this because the first half hour and the last 10 minutes are absolutely incredible yeah the other stuff is great in the uh, in the middle of it too but that opening scene man yeah so it starts right off with uh bill murray you know on the subway on his way to the bank mm-hmm. and he gets into the bank and it starts right off there you know he pulls yeah. a gun he reveals he's got dynamite and he gets himself into the bank now, little did we realize, unless you were uh, unless you were the average moviegoer and you knew yeah. who Gina Davis and, and Randy Quaid were, I mean, they did a semi-decent job kind of disguising them. Yeah. Like someone who didn't know might be fooled by this. Right. Uh, so Bill Murray's going to rob the bank, and what we don't realize is uh, his accomplices are already in the bank. Yeah. And they all have a role to and play. Randy Quaid is just squealing yeah. and crying and panicking and puking. Yeah. Like His job is just to be the annoying guy. Yeah. So later on when Bill Murray says, it's people like you that get innocent people killed, yeah. that in hopes that when he says, I'm going to let you decide who goes out first, that they're going to pick him. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Gina Davis's uh, role in it is just to be hit on by, by him, and then she kind of 
just starts irritating him and get him angry and everything. He said, up your butt with a coconut. <laughs> I did not see a coconut, uh, though. As far I did as not I see tell, a coconut. There was no coconut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right when the bank happens, I love the score for this movie. Yeah. The score is so good, and it's just that, uh, like, when they're prepping all the SWAT team out front and everything. Mm-hmm. So the police are called. Jason Robard shows up, and he's just commanding, and you totally believe that he is the guy for this. Yeah. And the interactions with him and Bill Murray are so funny, yeah. dude. So funny, the whole call me Skip. Nope, call, call me, me Chip. Chip. Yeah. <laughs> and says, give me, uh, give me all the women. Get your own women. Yeah. <laughs> or when Bill Murray's trying to shoot the, uh, the cameras. cameras. Stop yeah. looking at me. Yeah. Oh, every line he says in this movie is funny. It a was, lot of people have said that this is one of the best acting he's done in a comedy. It was, uh, it was funny when he was shooting out the, the camera, too, because he had like the 45 or the it was a 45 or a nine yeah. millimeter, you know, semi-automatic and he, he's shooting and shooting and shooting and, and misses. And then he just pulls out the like pistol. A 22, yeah. yeah. And he just like points and shoots it and hits the camera and he looks at it and he's like, huh, you know, and then there's another point later on mm. shortly thereafter where he has to do a shot of some kind and he does it with the pistol on his first try and he looks over at the yeah, pistol yeah. and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, it was just really funny. So the, the scheme itself was really, really good. What's going to happen here is he's got all these hostages and he's asking for extraordinary shit fighter jets monster trucks yeah. you know not with, as crazy as like hydraulic air, lifts not as crazy as like airheads get, give us a, a football uh, helmet uh, filled with uh, whipped cream, cream and yeah. naked pictures of B. Arthur yeah <laughs> <laughs> love airheads also but this one it, it was stuff that you'd think they might I'm like fighter jet they're never going to get a fighter jet yeah. but the no. monster truck they did get they got they, a helicopter they brought it up there, and they got a helicopter yeah. up there so they, they took him serious enough and uh, they, he had enough hostages so what happens is this is where I get spoiler so I hope everyone's watched it uh they end up strapping, uh, they end up releasing Dan, uh, Rand, Randy Quaid. But what you don't realize until a little bit later is they've strapped money to Dan, Randy Quaid's body yeah. and they send him out as this kind of guy who's like, uh, the stench of death was in the air yeah. and uh, everything. And then what happens is Bill Murray is going to release two more hostages. If we, he gets his monster truck, he gets two more hostages released. Right. So one of the hostages is Gina Davis outside her wig. She takes her wig off, and she they strap money to her. Actually, I think they keep the wig on her at that point. So she keeps her blonde wig on, and they release her. But Bill Murray takes all his clown makeup off and puts another outfit on, and they both have money strapped to them. And now, once that happens and they get released, the cops have no reason to think that these aren't legit hostages coming out. Right. And uh, it's, it's quite interesting that uh, once he comes out, Bill Murray is even— uh, hanging tagging this stick with him too and uh, I guess you should just throw me back in there with him yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and remember and he's also got the little little bit of white yeah. makeup behind his ear yep. you know and like and not worried that they're gonna pat him down or anything that was the only possible thing so once they got out of the bank their only job was to give the cops and the ambulance drivers kind of the slip and then they're out they're gone and it's like the perfect crime at any point they could talk they could call them and they're going to still think that they're in the bank yeah so that's the idea and they do do that at one point they go to like a payphone miles away yeah and he, he says uh i want this and i want that i want a fighter jet and you're gonna have to get me that and then maybe i'll give you some more hostages but then what happens yeah then randy quaid accidentally bumps the horn yep and you know that tips him off to which, let him know which a lot of people it might even go away but 
Jason Robards is such a good cop. Yeah. He hears it, and then he goes back into that kind of uh, that truck where they're all listening to the audio. And he's like, play it back. He says, something happened there. And uh, and the, the even the other cops are like, you know, sometimes clowns have horns, you know, on them. Yeah, or exactly. sometimes their noses are yeah. horns and everything. And he's like, no, I don't think it's his fucking nose. I think it's a car horn. Yeah. And I think they're already out of the fucking bank, which smartly he did. But So that's the first kind of fuck up. Now, like Justin said... All they have to do is get to the airport. They just have to get to the airport. It, it's so easy. What, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just Everything. one thing after another. And it's just bad New Yorkers, shitty New Yorkers that they're coming across. And that ultimately, they have kind of revealed themselves as themselves being shitty New Yorkers as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think the first one is the moron construction workers whose sign is all backwards and everything, and they don't know. Where I it love is. that shit. Yeah, and you see the kind of the Mexican standoff uh, with the jousting. <laughs> yeah, it's so great, dude. <laughs> it's bad luck just seeing something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the the lady on when they're getting close to the airport and it's you know dark and they're walking through the alleyway yeah. and she flores <laughs> yeah. flores. Para los muertos, uh, you know, and like Bill Murray, uh, Dennis Quaid kind of asks, Randy. Like, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, Ra- like, don't confuse yeah, me, with don't my brother, do that man. to my career, bro. <laughs> uh, um, Randy Quaid like says, What's she saying, you know, and he goes, Oh, I don't know. And, and Gina Davis goes, Oh, come on, you know, it's flowers for the dead, and <laughs> we're all gonna die. Yeah, and he just starts freaking out. God, he's so great through the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, he just has to be crying and upset through the whole movie. I love when she's cradling him in the bus, yeah, and everything, and his face is right up against her chest and he, he has this random throwaway joke is like don't you think we should put him on formula yeah <laughs> yeah joke. I, yeah but some of my favorite stuff is with tony shalhoub man when tony shalhoub picks them up in the cab mm-hmm. this was after this was already at nighttime they had already uh, run into uh phil hartman and the mugger and everything and they had those moments but once they were like desperate and like like i said gina davis is in the street uh saying she'll give a blowjob for a car yeah which the one guy who doesn't speak English pulls her up. Yeah. <laughs> so, no blowjob for this guy. Uh, and he, he just, they say, hey, we need to go to the airport. Shakes, nods his head, and they start going off. And uh, then his first words out of his mouth are, we're a hatu, which uh, I, I know what he says, but I'm guessing it says where to in whatever language he's speaking there. I'm not sure what language he, yeah. he's speaking in. Almost seems like he's doing some weird, it's not Italian, I, but it's maybe it's Greek or something like that. Yeah. He looked Middle Eastern. So he uh, he says, we're a hot two. And they were like, this guy doesn't know where we're going. He's like, no, no, this guy's been around here. He just wants to know what airport. And he's like, JFK. <laughs> and they just continuously, he keeps asking, we're a hot two. He's like, you don't understand shit. What do you got shit in your ears? <laughs> and at some point, uh, that's when Gina Davis loses it. I love it. That goddamn airport. Yeah. And, uh, Randy Quaid loses it so much where he says, there's a real cab. I'm getting out. He just opens the door and Ugh. runs out of the moving car and runs into like face this, first into like what it was like a newspaper stand yeah. and just knocks himself out. Yeah. He was like me in Tallahassee, except I didn't hit my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's where my favorite kind of sequence happens because remember they, they accidentally go into the, uh, the like mob, the mob yeah. kind of like they open a door and go into it. And it's like a mob room where they have all stolen shit. And Tony Shalhoub is right there and he puts that, gun this ain't my dick in your back yeah that's a relief Ugh. and it, somehow bill murray just talks no, himself stanley tucci yep stanley tucci yeah, sorry. yeah. you said tony Shalhoub. uh no t- stanley tucci and uh the other guy the mob boss in there is the guy from true romance he was one of the mobsters in that and uh 
he talks himself out of it. And yeah. not only does he talk himself out of it, he gets six grand from yeah. him. Says they're there to pick up money and everything. But once he gets out, that the sequence, and it's probably one of the best edited, directed scenes where he tries to get on the uh, bus and the mm. bus driver is this anal retentive oh, guy that God. says you have to have exact change and you have a minute and 30 seconds to get it. And all he's got is hundreds. And all he has is hundreds. So yeah. Bill Murray has to run over to the bodega <laughs> and uh, just get change for the bus. But at the same time, Tony Shalhoub is out in front of the building trying to identify the persons that he was in the cab yeah. and then Mario shows up yep. who's the button man who's there to pick up the 6,000 yeah. so he's got to avoid both those guys and it's that it's one of the worst examples of you have a minute and 30 but the next scene is like three and a half minutes Yeah, yeah for <laughs> you sure. kind of have to just go with it yeah. and everything because I, I wish they had done it in real time because the frustration where she's not she's got to uh, ask for a special order she has to ask for the coffee and the, the, someone in front of her getting yeah. uh He's trying to like done. help him bag him, and he's like, yeah. "I can do it." <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. And then he he just in time uh, eludes Tony Shalhoub, gets to where the bus is. Tony Shalhoub identifies him at that point, and so does the uh, Mario. So, so does Mario. So they all rush at the uh, bank or at the uh, bus at the same time, and the guy pulls away because he has to keep his schedule. Yeah, and they grab Mario instead of them. Yep. Yeah. And then a clever thing happens that the viewer doesn't realize yep. is going on until the end. So it was kind of a twist kind of ending. It was good. Very enjoyable ending. Yeah. So yeah, it goes all the way towards the end. This is kind of close to where they're getting to the airport. Yeah. They show him have an incident with Red Red Foreman, uh, Kurt, Kurt Wood Smith mm-hmm. at the airport where he cuts in line and everything and then successfully does a, a line cut. Very well done. Yeah. Uh, and I had your scene that you really liked uh, why don't you tell us about him taking the money off? Uh, oh God, off yeah. Randy so, Quaid. so Randy Quaid has just—he's basically got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. You know, this entire movie. I mean, he's hit. He got his face bashed at that newspaper stand. And he's kind of out of it ever yeah. since then. Um, and you know, he's got all this money taped to him, and he's—they've gotten him a wheelchair. And he's just like, Graham, I, I need I need to get this money off of me. And so I'm they gonna go, freak out. Yeah, or I'm gonna freak out, you know. And so they go into the the bathroom stall together. And, you know, you can obviously tell that they're like pulling the tape off yeah. of the money, you know, and this guy comes in and he's washing his hands and you hear him just like groaning and moaning. Oh, yeah. It's and one of those threes company moments yeah, where he, yeah. if you knew what he was doing, it would be fine, but yeah, uh, it but sounded s- weird. Yeah. But you go know. really fast. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then the guy's like, you people can keep this city. He's on the flight too. You see him later on. Oh on the God. Flight. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that. That's fucking great. So they end up getting it in this whole time. Gina Davis is kind of turned on Bill Murray and is kind of hot or cold. If she wants to even stay with him because he's kind of revealed who he really is. Yeah. Even though when you look back at it, I mean, he handled the situation well and also remember she's pregnant she's pregnant know, too, and yeah. she hasn't told him yet yeah they um, find out at the airport at the airport yeah. yeah and uh so he gets on the airplane and that's when that great ending happens when you realize red foreman's there and red foreman's just kind of a prick yeah you know and he's you're you're, you're messing up mrs crane's cocktail beverage hour. yeah uh, beverage service yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everything and then all of a sudden you see jason robards coming down the aisle yeah and uh and Grimm thinks, oh, shit, that's Rotzenberger. He's here to arrest me and everything. And almost yeah. right to re- before he gets to him, Kurtwood Smith stands up and you realize that's the head mob boss. You fucking won. <laughs> that's yeah. the Lombino guy that they've been talking about through the whole movie that, yeah. uh, that he stole the money from right. and everything. And then he ends up wrestling with Jason Robards and Bill Murray kind of helps him kind of wrestle him to the ground. Almost given away by Gina Davis, too, because Gina Davis was in the bathroom. Yeah. She's actually the one that opens the door and knocks out Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. Or, no, no, uh, 
uh, yeah, yeah, Kurt Smith. Yeah. And then uh, she puts her hands up like she's given up and everything. Yeah. And Bill Murray's like, no, no, look, these they, cops just they caught, just this, caught guy. this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking great. Also, one of my favorite uh, Jason Robards kind of uh, like double takes in this movie was when he was getting into his vehicle after the airplane had taken off. He gets into his vehicle at the very end. Yeah. And he's like, hey, make sure because he, he takes Bill Murray's information yeah. from him when he's he's I want to send you a commendation. You really helped us out on that flight. Yeah. And he gives him the name Chipowski. Chipowski. Which is ballsy as fuck. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know why you did that uh bill because that's the the name chip is what he had given in the bank yeah and then uh not until jason robards is his career is back on track again all the reporters are there and he's getting into his car and he's like hey remind me to send a, a commentation to that uh that kapowski i mean chipowski and then he he had already lowered his head to get into the car and then he sticks his head back up and, and the you plane flies the over. plane flies over yep. the music kicks in ah yep. it was such an enjoyable ending yeah. man that it was really good with these types of comedies man as long as you stick that landing and everyone leaves the this was one of those movies that everyone left the theater smiling. Oh yeah, like, dude, oh, that was good. That yeah. was just fun. It's man. all about the getaway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all, all about, about the, the getaway, getaway, and it's all about the likable characters, regardless if they had shitty intentions at one point. Getting yeah. away with it, people yeah. want people. Well, to get it's away like with he it. said, you know, in the very beginning, inside the bank, and and you know, he's like, "Hey, you're taking my money," and he's like, "You're insured," yeah. you know. He's like, you're "I ain't got no receipt." Money. Yeah, hey, exa- watch the double negatives. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I so I too. mean, whatever they they thought they came up with a good plan. They got away. Every with it. line from this movie is funny. It's oh, yeah. so quotable, man. Yeah. It's so quotable. And you have to believe, I I'm obviously never read the script, but I'm, you have to believe that Bill Murray improvised a lot on this film. I would think so. Because a lot of it's, like when he goes up to that, uh, even when he goes up to the dog and he puts the gun to its head, yeah. no one say another word and the dog <laughs> yeah. made a whimper. What no one did moved. I yeah. just yeah. say? He's <laughs> like, so all good. right. <laughs> so great. So good. Uh, it must have been, I mean, it must have been fun. I hope it. I hope the the filming it was was fun most of the time. Yeah. You know, the, these things happen obviously on sets. So God, I would be so disappointed if that was like you know if I was going to work with I, and I mean I don't know. No, it's got to be miserable to go onto the set and you're like oh especially if you're maybe if you have a love scene with somebody like I have to fucking make out with this prick. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, God, that would it's just be horrible, man. Yeah. Yeah, this, the stories, if we knew the stories about our favorite films, dude, it would be very disappointing. I'm I, sure. I guarantee it. Uh, I saw a great clip this week that I saved on my Twitter, uh, on Twitter, to, that Polly Shore had said, hey, in honor of Spring Bake, here's a little uh, uh, clip for you guys from the back in the day when I was on MTV Spring Break. Yeah. And it's Rodney Dangerfield. I saw that. You saw the, the, yeah. the promo for him? Yeah. He, he's like, uh, hey, you, can, you didn't really do it right. Yeah. Can you do it again? He's hey, if I do it right, can you tell me what it means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that crack up at the end where yeah. they're like, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You know, Rodney, and uh, I've said it before, but I had heard uh, there was never a moment, apparently, that Rodney Dangerfield was not smoking weed. Apparently, he was the biggest the weed original smoker. original Snoop Dogg, huh? Yeah. He says anybody, if he was in his green room, if he was in his trailer, he says it was plumes of smoke. Like, he would go joint after joint after that joint. That a boy, Rodney. Joint. And the other person they say that, uh, apparently they say that about is Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is never sober. Uh, they said unless he's, and I don't even think he's Have you ever movies. seen him on any of the late night talk shows? Oh, yeah. Bro, he's hammered yeah. by that time. And it's weed. Like, because apparently he is the biggest weed smoker. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, so I think that's funny. No, I think it's fucking great, it, dude. It, it's great now, but you, you wonder, like, we look back on the movies, we love him and everything, and it's like, Indian Jones? It's Pothead? Really? Yeah. I never knew that. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. 
All uh, my heroes are potheads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not hearing these uh, horrible stories come out about people who are potheads, oh too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that's Quick Change, man. I was thrilled to see it on Tubi because it's one of those movies that I always have a great affection for. It's, and uh, just uh, it's a great cast, great script. Yeah. Uh, it's say, an all-around good movie. It's all-around good movie, man. Back when 90s comedies, these types of comedies were like uh, few and far between. You know, we don't get many great comedies these days. You're not getting Jim Carrey comedies. You're not getting those types of things. Broken Lizard's working on a new, uh, new movie. It's yep. coming out soon, actually. That and uh, The Machine, the Burt Kreischer movie I keep uh, pimping on here is coming out. But man, even that I saw, uh, and I love Burt Kreischer, and it's going to be really funny. It's going to push the envelope on a lot of funny I'm stuff, sure. too, and I yeah. can't wait. Uh, but I even saw today, it's like two hours and 23 minutes. I was like, what fucking comedy That's is... That's ridiculous. And I know it's an adventure story, and they're going over to Russia and everything, but... People got to trim their shit down, yeah, man. Go under. I, I think we're going to do a swing of that because right now people are really like uh, flying very loose with their running times. Yeah. Like four hour John Wick, four hour I, I mean, a- Avatar. Four I'll hour. tell you, John Wick is one of my favorite all time like series, yeah. you know, and uh, dude, a four hour fucking. We won't. It, it'll be a non issue when we own it. That that's home. what I was going to say that you got, you got to give a fucking intermission. Yeah. Like you have or to split it. Hours. Why would they split that? Well, I hate it when they do that. I have no problem. But they wouldn't even have had to tell us. That's the yeah. thing. It could have been four and five and they would just split it at two and then four months from now release uh, part five and it would have been fine. I'm not sure why they didn't. They wouldn't have had to do any. And actually, it's, there's, there's kind of some smart stuff when you do it like that because you re, you release four, say if there were some bad parts in it that that, audi- that you couldn't spot that the audience just had problems with. Mm-hmm. Now you have a chance to fix those in, in number five, which you couldn't do before. I mean, I see that, but as the person watching the movie... Wouldn't like, you be happy to see another John Wick movie, though? I mean, I would, but... Like, I mean, I haven't even seen this one first, but... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I guess the question is, would you rather have a four-hour John Wick movie or two more John, two more two-hour John Wick movies? That's a tough question, dude. I'd have to, like, give that some considerable thought. It depends on when the release would be, because, like, okay, so you just released number four now. For me to be, like, okay with that, you've got to release the next one in, like, fucking July or August. Yeah, as long as you do it within nine months, like the way they did. Uh, oh, I'm talking like four, four. Back to, five to the months. Future two and three were very close together when they did it. Yeah. But as far as a financial move, it seems like uh, stupid not to do it as two films. Oh, sure. Because that four is going to make whatever it's going to make anyways. Yeah. Regardless if if there was a fifth one or not. Yeah. Uh, and. Probably more because I know there are people that are not going to see it because of that runtime. Well, this is, and I haven't seen, and I literally, so please don't confirm nor deny, I have not seen anything on this movie other than that it's supposed to be. Oh, I haven't doing, seen shit. It's supposed to be doing really well, um, but they have said that, like, you know, this is going to be the end of the chapter when I read Well, because that, the show isn't going to come out. Well, now. I read that on like Tuesday, and literally I saw a headline yesterday that's like, already possible talks for John Wick 5. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I like and I read that as I'm scrolling quickly and that's all I can See that's to. foolish. Just yeah. just go end end the series branch off to like the uh the hotel, yeah. the ballerina thing, whatever yeah. they're doing with that. Uh there's so many different characters in those <laughs> that they could have spin-off on spin-off on spin-off. That's how you should do the universe yeah. for these movies, you know? It's I I think Marvel's on a bad track right now. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, we, yeah, we predicted the market with that shit. I, uh, you know, like I haven't done a good one and people are hating on Ant-Man. I want to see it, but I'm not in a rush. People are saying there's no Ant-Man in it. 
And then and and then the Modoc character is just laughable. Like really? people were laughing in the theater yeah. at, at how it looked. And uh, yeah, it's not good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, DC is gonna. It's a good moment for DC to move in there and uh, and just kind of take over. But uh, yeah. who knows? Apparently. The Joker. The the stuff with the Joker I've been seeing looks great. I've yeah, been yeah. seeing clips and images. Of the Joker. Uh, uh, Lady Gaga looks incredible. And there was a there was an someone was recording on a rooftop of Joaquin Phoenix running and there were two other Oh, I saw that. There were two other people dressed like Joker yeah. running behind him. So yeah. it's like, "Oh, what's going on here? Yeah. I can't wait. I'm very looking forward to that Joker movie. That, that Joker movie is going to be great. It's going to be great. And I I think uh Lady Gaga and uh Joaquin will both kill it. And like I said, I'm still excited to see uh The Flash. I'll, I'm not going to turn down a uh uh, not only a time travel movie with a time travel movie with one of my favorite actors and one of the best roles he's ever done coming back. It'd be like them doing a time travel movie and going back and seeing Jack Burton. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm I excited. I think that, that's going to be a game time decision. I'm not sure what movies, though. I, I'm really turning on the theater themselves just because it's so... Like, n- Knock at the Cabin. You saw it like three weeks ago. Yeah, I, I saw it like yesterday. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, on uh, or two or like a week ago on uh, Peacock. Now, if they're going to do that type of stuff, why why go to the theater to see it when it's that type of film? Yeah, you know, I could see if you're going to go see like it in 3D, or if you're going to see Avatar, you're going to see Super Mario Brothers, you're going to see Indiana Jones. Like, there's no way in the fucking world I'm missing Indiana Jones. Yeah, a lot of these other movies I'm still hot or cold on, but the, I can tell you for a fact that yeah. I will be there day one yeah. to see Indiana Jones uh, because I'm not going to miss that. I should go with Dave because we were both so disappointed with Crystal Skull uh, <laughs> when we went and saw it. That I was like, Dave, we need to redeem ourselves. Yeah, let's go, yeah let's go you see this should. Shit. So, but all right, well that's it for this week. We've got an exciting. Like I said, check out Miami Blues if you want a good. Uh, the people that are listening now get a special sneak preview. The people on Facebook won't hear about it for another week. Oh, uh, Miami insiders. Blues starring Alec Baldwin. Big. The poster is a picture of Alec Baldwin with a big gun in his hand. <laughs> Did not age well for sure, but this movie is awesome. It is a uh, comedy action, just weird movie with gross stuff and just fun, fun stuff in it, man. I love this flick. And uh, it's one of those movies in the 90s. I think it was 1990 it came out, maybe 92, that uh, I, I loved seeing movies that no one else had heard about and telling them about it. Like, mm-hmm. And Miami Blues was that one. I was like, have you seen this movie? This movie's fucked up, dude. You got to watch it. So check it out. I'll be explain to you all the cool stuff about Miami Blues. But if you want to leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes, we'd appreciate it. Or you could uh, communicate with me and Justin on Facebook, or you could uh, send us an email, fastnamefilms at gmail.com. We'd appreciate it. Until next week, see ya. Peace. This ain't my dick in your back. That's a relief. What, do you got shit in your ears? (laughs) 